Welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Butner. So today we're going to go into part four of the Lotus Flower Podcast DMs. This seems to be the gift that just keeps on giving. We're at part four because there's so many letters, so many voice notes, and so many messages that keep coming in. It comes in through my Instagram. It comes in through my Facebook. It comes in through um, Anchor, some of the voice notes, and also my um, WhatsApp voice notes. Now, not a lot of people have my WhatsApp number, and I'm not putting that out there, but I have listened um, to some of the messages that have come in through WhatsApp. I'm not sure who sent you my number, but that's okay. So I feel grateful and honored that y'all keep sending me your messages and I will share it here. As always, your identity is protected. You are respected. I will not share any information that identifies who you are. All right. What I'm going to do today, however, is before I start this episode is start with a trigger warning. So what is a trigger warning? A trigger warning is basically a statement that's made prior to sharing potentially disturbing content. The reason I'm, sh- I'm sharing um, and, and giving y'all a trigger warning is because the first letter that I received can be a little bit disturbing. So if there is any graphic reference to topics such as sexual abuse, self-harm, violence, eating disorder, um, etc., I will always try to just say that you know, this there's there's sensitive content here. So give y'all the trigger warning. So if you can't handle it, you could skip this one and move on to the next. Okay. First thing I'm gonna do is read one of the letters from a young lady, and it goes, Dear Mrs. Butner. And wait, before I even continue reading, I appreciate that you call me Mrs. Butner. Not a lot of my listeners call me Mrs. Butner. They like to call me auntie. So thank you for calling me Mrs. Butner. It just sounds perfect. Okay, so she says, my oldest sister was pregnant and hiding it from my parents. She went to the hospital for delivery. And that's when my parents were told she had some complications and both her and the baby passed. I'm still depressed about their death, but my parents are pretending she died of a mysterious disease to spare themselves of the shame of having daughters pregnant out of wedlock. I am so angry. What can we do to remove the stigma of having children out of wedlock? By the way, I'm 22 years old and I'm currently pregnant. I moved out of my parents' house to move in with my aunt in the city. I am not telling my parents I'm pregnant until the day I deliver. And oh, by the way, I'm not married. It sounds like I'm rebelling, but my boyfriend and I are actually in love. He took my virginity and we have been making love and having the best love making sessions. He is gentle in bed and very romantic. He's also very open to trying new things. We recently got a cock ring, which his sister brought him from the U.S. after I told him we should try it. Okay. We were able to go four rounds. The cock ring makes his dick stay harder longer. Anyway, I I think once I deliver, he will marry me. But even if he doesn't, I'm okay with it. All right, um, young lady, it definitely sounds like you're rebelling a little bit. 
Um, but more importantly, it sounds like you are still going through the grief um, of losing your sister and the baby. Now, there are several stages to grief. Um, and sometimes you go through denial. Sometimes you go, you go through anger. You go through bargaining. You go through depression and then acceptance. Now, it does not always go in that order. But it sounds to me like you are in the phase where you're still depressed about the loss of your sister and the baby. Now, grief is definitely something that can be an overwhelming emotion. It's good to talk about the loss. It's good to try to figure out a way to come to terms with what has happened. It's okay if you feel angry. That is um, that that is a masking effect of grief where sometimes... Uh, denial can be a coping mechanism. Then there's also the bargaining where you're thinking, if I did this, then that. Um, but allow yourself to go through the process so that you can come out on the other end. Um, feeling depressed is something that's very normal after having a huge loss in your life, um, especially in the early stages of the loss. Um, you know, you might feel like you don't want to get out of bed because you can't believe that your sister and the baby are gone. Um, and it makes it even worse since your parents are, as you said, pretending that your sister um, and the baby didn't die um, giving birth, but that your sister passed away from some mysterious illness. So the fact that they're not dealing with the reality makes it harder for you to also accept what's happening but I hope you get to the place of acceptance um, so that you can move forward with your life especially since you're pregnant now with your boyfriend and um, you guys are in a good place it sounds like you know you're having a good time experimenting when it comes to sex and sex toys and um, figuring out what feels good for the both of you which is good as far as the stigma um, about pregnancy outside of marriage, it's actually finally coming to an end, if we're going to be honest. And that's definitely a good thing. Because being pregnant outside of marriage, uh, first of all, it's really nobody's business. And second of all, life happens. Like, life actually happens. Many women choose to delay getting married. And they still want to have a baby because they're dealing with the biological clock. And that's a reality. And so for some women, it's easier for them to get pregnant younger. So they want to have the baby younger, even if the husband's not there. Some women may want to have kids at a later stage in life because they're going after their career. Um, or they're in school. They're going after their bachelor's, their master's, their PhD. So they want to push back the idea of having a child. Um, but most importantly, women who are having children are not necessarily, who are not married um, or have a partner, they're the ones that are pushing culture. They're the ones that are making other members of society realize that it doesn't have to be one way, right? And mothers in general are also changing the landscape, to be honest, um, of what it means to be a mother. You don't have to be a, uh, accepted into a mother group just because you're married. You could be there as a single mom. Um, you could be there because y'all decided to go half on a baby. 
right now we're in a space where people are open to having different situations. How you bring your baby into this world is nobody else's business but yours. You're left with the responsibility to raise that baby. So whether there's a partner, a boyfriend, a husband, a friend who gave you their sperm, that ain't nobody else's business. Focus on you. Focus on your pregnancy right now. Focus on continuing to enjoy your sex life with your boyfriend. I think you should definitely make your parents... Um, reaction to your pregnancy and afterthought as you said you don't even plan on telling them until you have your baby which is perfectly fine and however they react after you tell them that's their business you continue to focus on yourself because there's also something called the fourth trimester after you deliver that baby your body is still going through so many changes and then adapting to to breastfeeding and wondering if the baby's gonna latch on and um, that process can be painful for some for some women sometimes. So that's my advice to you is to focus on yourself, figure out where you are in the grieving process. If you need some help and there's help available, definitely seek it and concentrate on you having a healthy pregnancy, a healthy baby, and enjoying your relationship with your boyfriend. And as you said, you have a feeling he might marry, he might propose to marry you after you have the baby. If he does, great, if that's what you want. And if he doesn't, you said that's okay too. Y'all can just continue on with your relationship. All right, we're going to go into the next story. Now, this story says, Dear friend, hey friend, I have been married for four years and my husband is in Europe. He has not come back since he left three years ago. He sends money and we talk on the phone all the time. He controls my movements and has all of his family reporting to him what I do and where I go. I am living in my in-law's house and I am pregnant for my half-brother. Okay. They share the same father but have different moms. His brothers live here in the house with me. His parents and his two sisters also live here. I do not want to have an abortion in the forest somewhere, but keeping this pregnancy is going to break my marriage and ruin this family. I have been so controlled in this marriage and all my in-laws do everything to keep me in the house. Even going to the market by myself is a big deal. When my friends invite me for their wedding celebrations or hangouts or even funerals, I have to go with my husband's sister or cousin. Okay. It all started the night I was left at home with a headache while the rest of the family went to a close relative's wedding. My brother-in-law was asked to come home early to check on me and make sure I was still in the house with my headache. When he got to my room, I started yelling at him, telling him how frustrated I was and how the house felt like a prison. I was crying and yelling, so he came close to me and held me in his arms. He wiped my tears and consoled me. It felt so good, so I kissed him, and that's how the affair started. He began to volunteer to chaperone me to all my outings, and we would have sex in the car, at guest houses for two or three hours, and even at the family home when no one was there. 
my brother-in-law is planning to get married and the girl he's marrying is a virgin. So he was always ready for sex because he could not have sex with his girlfriend until their wedding night. No one ever suspected us. So it went on for four months. I want to run away to a relative in Senegal and stay there until my baby is born. I am scared and afraid of the backlash from my husband, in-laws, friends, and my own family. Please help me. What advice do you have for me? Whew. Oh my God. Okay. Um, so this young lady is married um, and the husband is in Europe. The husband has not been back home for three years, okay? She is living with her in-laws, and that's her husband's parents and her husband's brothers and sisters. So she feels very controlled. She does not have the freedom to move around and go as she, and come as she pleases. Whenever she has to go out somewhere, they make sure that she's with one of the sisters of her husband. I guess to make sure that she doesn't have a boyfriend or whatever. I mean, having a husband who's gone for three years is a long time. I mean, what is she, chop liver? What do y'all expect this woman to do? Just masturbate for three years? I hope the husband is at least sending her some sex toys so that she can get her coochie going. Like, that thing is just sitting there for three years. Um, okay, so she feels like she's in prison. She wants some freedom. So she gets left in the house and then one day they ask one of the half brothers of her husband to come to the house and check on her. She decides to just express herself to the half brother and be like, I am tired of being locked up in this house. She starts crying. He gives her a hug and it probably feels good to be in a man's arms and feel consoled and loved. And so she's human. She kisses the half brother of the husband and one thing leads to another. They start fucking. And now they're fucking everywhere. They're going to guest houses to fuck. They fucking in the car. They fucking uh, at the house when nobody's there. And now she's pregnant. Now she said that she does not want to go in some back forest somewhere to have an abortion. So she wants to run away uh, to a relative's uh, home in Senegal um, until her baby is born. I'm guessing, and then come back and leave the baby there. Um, I have to be honest with you. This is a tough one. Um, I think honesty is the best policy. Yes, it sounds like everyone's lives is going to be ruined. It sounds like you're going to break up your marriage because um, your husband definitely is not going to accept the fact that his own brother knocked you up. Um his own brother who knocked you up is also about to get married to a virgin. So if this news comes out, that marriage is also going to fall apart or might not even happen at all. Um, they thought that monitoring you as closely as they have was going to keep you, I don't know, uh, on the straight path. So you won't stray and be with another man. But they never saw it coming. The monster was in the house the whole time. They were making sure that you weren't going outside. But the nigga you was fucking was right there in the house. So I think definitely if you don't want to get an abortion, I don't think you should. 
especially the way you're setting it up like it's something that's going to happen in the woods, in the forest. That just doesn't sound like something that's safe. So I think you should take that option off the table. So the next option is, are you going to sit your in-laws down and let them know what happened um, and let the chips fall where they may? Or are you going to run to Senegal and have the baby there, leave your baby there, and then come back and pretend what? That you just went on vacation and then you're back? And I don't even see your in-laws letting you go to Senegal for an extended amount of time to sit there through, let's say you go there at three months, to sit there through the duration of your pregnancy, have your baby and come back. Girl, they won't even let you go to the market. They won't even let you go to naming ceremonies or weddings or hang out with your girlfriend. You think these same people going to let you go to Senegal and sit there until you have a baby and come back? Um, I don't think that sounds like a viable option for you either, just from the setup of the family dynamics and what you've explained. So I think you're only left with sitting your family down and letting them know the truth. And maybe you might want to start with telling someone from your own side of the family, not your in-laws, but finding someone from your own side of the family, right? Because the worst thing that they could do is send you back home. Let's say your husband's like, okay, the marriage is over. Well, this wasn't really a marriage. Let's be honest. You married me, left me here, and you be you have been in Europe for three years. I mean, come on. There's that aspect. So you lose your husband. You go back to your parents' home, right? So then now your brother-in-law who got you pregnant has to figure out what he's going to tell his soon-to-be wife. And maybe he will be able to explain to her that, listen, you're a virgin. I can't have sex with you until we get married. I still have my needs. And homegirl needed some. So we were just, you know, helping each other out. Maybe that marriage could possibly still go on. Um, so I don't know what the backlash is going to be from your own family members, but I think they should also be understanding of the fact that, you know, you're not a piece of art that can be hung up on a wall and left there for three years. You're a living, breathing human being with blood going through your veins and you have sexual needs. So having a husband who's not present for three years, I mean, seriously, I don't blame you, but I definitely think that you should just find a trusted family member from your side, let them know, and maybe they could be the one to deliver the message to your in-laws and also to your family, right? The rest of your family as to why you're back home. I'm so sorry, ma'am. That just does not sound fun at all. I do not envy you, but I think you definitely should just sit down with somebody you trust and let them know what's going on and see how they can help you deliver this message. All right. So next message that we're going to go into says, hi, Anna. Hey, I want to send a warning to all women married to Gambian men. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. My husband and I live in the out. Okay. When Usually Gambian women say live in the out. It means they're living outside of the country, but more specifically, it means they're living somewhere in the Western world, right? So which means they might be in the U S or they might be in Europe or Latin America or whatever. All right. So it continues. My husband and I live in the out. He left for a short two week vacation to Gambia and married a man, married a woman on his second week 
right before he came home. Okay. It was the shock of my life. My mom went to the sering. The sering is the, is the juju man. The sering is the babalao. The sering is, is the spiritual guide. Okay. My mom went to the sering and was told that the lady put a spell on him. She cooked for him and after he ate her food, he was obsessed with her. It took two months of hiding his phone when he got back home to limit their interaction and cut off all communication before he got back to his senses. He divorced her and we are back to living our normal lives with our children. This really traumatized both my husband and I. We are still healing and have started therapy to regain trust and build our relationship. He is a good man and a great father. I don't want to give up on us. Ladies, do not allow your husbands, boyfriends, and male partners to go to Gambia and eat at other women's homes. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to recap this right here. So basically what she said is she lives somewhere out in Europe with her husband. Her husband decided to go back to Gambia for a two-week vacation. While he was there, he married a woman on his second week there. So her mom, the girl's mom, went to the babalao, to the sitting, to the juju man, to the spiritual guide. And the juju man told her that this woman had put a spell on her husband. Apparently, she cooked for her husband, put some potion in the food, and now the husband was obsessed with this new woman, married her on his second week on vacation. So when the husband went back to Europe to the wife, the wife took the husband's phone and hid it to reduce the interaction between the, the husband and the new wife back in Gambia. And it worked because he divorced her and then came back to his senses of course, both the husband and the wife are still traumatized by this. And good thing is they're in therapy to regain their trust and rebuild their relationship. So ma'am, um, you're definitely doing what you need to be doing. I'm glad you're in therapy with your husband. Um, wow. I can't even imagine how shocking that is for your husband to be like, I'm going on vacation for two weeks and comes home with a whole new wife. I mean, granted the wife is still back in Gambia, but still to be like, Oh, just wanted to let you know, you now have a sister wife. Wait, what? <laughs> you went for a two week vacation and you come back. And my gift is I got a sister wife. Like it definitely sounds uh, like it's something that's very traumatic for you to go through. And then it sounds like y'all have children as well. And as you said, he's a good father and a good husband. So I'm glad you two didn't just jump the gun and be like, Oh, you married a new wife. Therefore it's over. I don't trust you anymore. But instead you, you know, did what you could by hiding his phone and reducing the interaction between him and the new wife. And he was able to come back to his senses. And this is the thing about juju. Huh? It does not last people. So these juju things that you do and you think you put a spell on somebody and they're going to love you forever. No, these spells, they break. These spells have a expiration date. They have a time limit. So thankfully you were able to get your husband back. And she's just warning all the women out there. 
She said, do not let your husbands, boyfriends, or male partners go to Gambia and eat at any other woman's house. So ladies, if you've got a man and your man talking about they're going uh, to Gambia for vacation, just make sure you warn them not to eat at anybody else's house, especially another woman's house. This is the warning that this woman wanted to send out to all of us. Thank you, sis. <laughs> oh my God. Um, should I do one more or should I call it a day? All right. Uh, let's do one more. This one says, hi, auntie. Who's your auntie? I am not your auntie. Um, all right. It says, I cannot believe I'm sharing this. Okay. So I had the best boyfriend in the world. I was going to marry him. He is kind and sweet and affectionate and romantic. He makes me feel like the most beautiful girl in the world. We have been dating for two years and he's the love of my life. A close friend called me three months ago to let me know that she saw my boyfriend cheating on me at the beach. I confronted him and he lied and said it's not true. So I stalked the girl and found out where she lived and she told me everything. She showed me their pictures and even shared the voice notes he was sending to her. I was so heartbroken. I cried every day for a month. I begged the girl to stop seeing him, but she refused. I was still dating him because I cannot leave him. I love him with my life. My older cousin told me to take the girl to the sitting. Hey, the sitting. Again, the sitting is the babalao. The sitting is the marabu. The sitting is the jujuman. You know, some black magic shit. The first time I went to visit the sitting, he said to bring a picture of her. I took it and he did some prayers. The next visit, he told me the girl has been doing black magic to my boyfriend and that's why he's cheating on me with her. The sitting also said he can give me something that I put in my vagina. The next time my boyfriend and I have sex, he will never sleep with another woman ever again. On the last visit to the sitting, he told me that the only way to put the magic potion in my vagina is for him to pour the liquid onto his dick and penetrate me seven times. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I love my boyfriend so much I didn't care. So I laid down and he got on top of me. He penetrated me. Then he said my vagina was too tight and too hot. <laughs> I'm sorry. He asked me to count with him every time he went in and pulled out. He would pull it all the way out and tap his dick on my clit three times, then penetrate again. The sitting's dick was so big and long, and it felt really good. We counted to four together, and each time he would pull all the way out, then tap his dick on my clit three times. By the fourth time, we stopped counting and kept fucking. He started screaming and I was moaning. We fucked for about 30 minutes. Then we both came. 
It was the best sex of my life. My boyfriend and I are back together and the girl is no longer in the picture. Do you see the power of the sitting? <laughs> my sister! My sister, I don't know. Uh, the power. Do I see the power of the sitting? Listen, um, wow. Okay, so this girl was in love with her boyfriend, right? I'm just giving you all a recap. So we're all on the same page. And her boyfriend is the love of her life. Then one day, a friend comes and tells her, I saw your boyfriend cheating on you at the beach. So homegirl decided to stalk the girl, right? Found out where she lived, then approached her and had a conversation with her. The girl was very forthcoming. It was like, yep, I'm fucking your man. Here's the messages. Here's the voice notes. So homegirl is heartbroken. She can't believe it. So she tells the girl to please leave my boyfriend alone. And the girl said, no, I'm not going to leave him because I'm enjoying his dick too. All right. So then the older cousin, she must have told the older cousin. So the older cousin tells her, I got the best juju man in town. Here, here's his number. Here's where he lives. Go and visit. So the juju man tells this young lady on the first visit, bring a picture. So he does some prayers, some shamalam, shamalam. And then second visit, this juju man tells this young lady, well, um, homegirl did some black magic on your boyfriend. And that's why, why your boyfriend is cheating on you with her. Third visit, <laughs> the, the juju man says to this young lady, I know what to do. <laughs> So that your boyfriend will never sleep with another woman other than you for the rest of his life. So now the third visit, the juju man says, now the way the potion works, I'm going to pour liquid over my own dick and, and I have to penetrate you seven times. Once I penetrate you seven times, your boyfriend will never fuck another woman again but you. So homegirl's like, I love my boyfriend so much, I don't mind. This juju man can fuck me seven, uh, penetrate me seven times for the potion to work, and I'll live happily ever after. But to her surprise, <laughs> the dick was so good. So this man would, this juju man would put his dick in her vagina all the way in. Then he would pull it all the way out. And he would tap that dick on her clit three times and then penetrate her again. Now, remember, they were supposed to do this seven times. But by the fourth time, this juju man's dick was so good and her pussy was so tight and so hot that they ended up just straight up fucking. He's screaming. She's moaning. They both come. And as far as she's concerned, it worked because she's still with her boyfriend. I mean, so her question to me is, do you see the power of my jujuma? <laughs> Sis, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm lost for words. <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, I feel like you got played. This jujuma straight up fucked you, 
had a good ass time and went about his life. You have paid for four visits. And on the fourth visit, not only did you pay him, but he got to fuck you for free with no condom. Because remember, he had to pour some liquid on his dick and penetrate you. This juju man just had the time of his life. He got paid and got free pussy. And you're feeling like, well, my boyfriend and I are still together. And I'm guessing the other homegirl is no longer in the picture. So you're like, the potion worked. I don't know. Again, listen, these potions, they have an end date. They have an expiration date. It's a limited time. So let's see if this man marries you. Let's see if y'all get to live happily ever after and have your babies and start your own family. But I feel like you just got played. Listen. These juju men got the best game in Africa. That's all I got to say. That's all we have for today. Until the next time, thank you all for listening.